Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Catriel. We have a returning guest for this season and last season, Lisa Bromfield. Hi. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Catriel. It's so great to see you again. So great to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've had quite the journeys, haven't we? We have quite the journey, a lot of synchronicity, but there are no coincidences. No, none, none. None. All guided by spirit. Oh, yeah. So the last time we spoke, we we spoke about, you know, um, you know, what what frees our soul. Um, We went into some human design, some astrology stuff. But you also mentioned that you were going to be speaking at a retreat. Yes. How did that go? Oh, my gosh. So, you know, you try not to attach to any particular outcomes. I really stayed open. Uh, It was the largest group that I've ever spoken to. I've done small talks locally at the Temple of the Living God, a metaphysical church, but certainly not one on this scale to over 70 women. And it surprised me how much I impacted the audience, brought them to tears and really touched their hearts. And that really is all quotes from people that attended as I certainly want to stay humble. Wow. That is so beautiful. Wow. So what was, what, what did you talk about in that? So I talked the the topic of my talk is the magic is inside of you. And it's about my own personal journey of spiritual awakening and forgiveness of myself and others and literally finding the magic inside of myself. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing like we sometimes we can be these spiritual beings that are putting ourselves out there. And we've been walking it for quite some time. And we still need the reminder of what is the magic inside of us. I, I, I often try to remind myself of that because we're human and, and stuff happens, shifts happen. Mm. And you have to wake yourself up continuously with that message. You do. You have to pay attention. And, you know, the idea through very deep forgiveness work of myself and others, having gratitude for all the teachers that have shown up in my life through forgiving and by really stepping into my soul's purpose in many different ways that I manifested in things that I simply never imagined. And I think that's where the magic is, Katriel, is the idea that when we surrender, the universe is going to bring us something even better than we could ever imagine. Totally. <laughs> I, can, I can definitely relate to this. this. This week, you know, but our audience doesn't know, I accidentally stabbed my hand. <laughs> deep hitting an avocado tell me that ain't weird but then of course everything happens for a reason right and it's a it's a message to me of something 
Well, as I started to reflect on this experience, I realized that this happened on what would have been my wedding anniversary and my conversion anniversary. Interesting. Right? So then I looked up today what avocado meant, and it literally means love. Mm-hmm. Right. My left hand, divine feminine here, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the practice in Musar class, which is, um, we work through different, uh, what they're called is um, midot. Midot are like forgiveness, love, self-love, these different things. Well, this mm-hmm. week's like midot, or mida, I should say, mm-hmm. was self-love. I love that. I love and that. And I'm just like, that's so awesome. And so like all of the stuff that I, I've been doing posts and stuff, right? One of the, 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 when she told us what it was that day, I had just written a post about self-love and I'm just like, so then of course I get my practice and it was a reminder. What do I need right now? How do I need to nurture myself? Because clearly I need some nurturing. <laughs> So there's the physical aspect, but then because I like started to feel into like everything associated, you know, with stabbing my hand and what day it was on and we're approaching Valentine's Day and all of that. And I, I realized I'm sitting in the hospital, like, what can I do for myself in this now moment? And my friend, my best friend, who was on the phone while I accidentally stabbed my hand, (laughs) Liat, she literally um, messages me to see how I was. And I just get this really interesting idea. I said, I just don't feel like I'm supposed to be in Jerusalem tonight. (laughs) Like, I just, I, I need, I need a friend. And so she's like, please, please come to Tel Aviv. And so... I go to Tel Aviv and we have the most beautiful like two days and it's something my soul really needed. And we worked through a lot of things, mm-hmm. things, very personal things. And it, it was all because I stabbed my hand. Yeah. It stopped you on your tracks, you know, injuries, a sickness is a way for spirit to stop us in our tracks because if we're not meditating or creating stillness in our life, then guess what? They're going to create it for us because you're right. What this did, it puts you in a space of deep reflection and looking at the different symbols that showed up in this whole stabbing of your hand. And you really began to see the significance in it and, and why it showed up and you had gratitude for it. Yeah. I'm actually very, it's like I got stitched up, right? Okay, this one was funny. So (laughs) I started paying attention to this as well. When I was getting my hand stitched up, the guy asked me, he's like, it's okay, you're going to be okay. And I'm like, it's just scary. I've never had this done before. (laughs) He's like, what's your favorite song? And I'm like, I don't know. It depends on my mood. (laughs) And he's like, Okay, so what's your mood right now? I'm like, I just want to cry. I said, Adele. (laughs) There you go. And so I'm like, he's like, okay, sing me an Adele song. I'm like, hello, 
where are you? Or like, I'm like trying to go through, I'm like, I can't even remember the words right now. And then yeah. I started like going through this and I'm like, you know what? Now I'm thinking of James Taylor and Carol King. You've got a friend. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, I love that. So like, you know, it's the little things in life, right? That wake us up to allow us to connect. And it's like, from there, we get to choose what to do with it, how deep to go, how high to go, you know? It's just like, we have to be open to allow for that, though. Yeah, I mean, this is the same thing. I have a friend uh, in in Arizona, and he has a friend, and this person just continues to get injured, but doesn't see the deeper wounding that this person has to heal with the mother. And so the injuries keep going on and on, and the life keeps spinning and spinning. So you're right. We choose to pay attention and say, this showed up for a reason. I have gratitude for it, and I thank you for the lesson and what you're trying to teach me here. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I love that. And it really is about (laughs) self-love. I talked a lot about that in the retreat. I talked about forgiveness, forgiveness of ourselves, Mm. forgiveness of others, having gratitude for those we have to forgive, and then talking about self-love and falling in love with ourselves, And that whole notion is very interesting, of course. Well, what do you mean, Lisa, fall in love with yourself? I'm like, fall in love with yourself. Not in an arrogant or vain way. In a way that you become the essence and the vibration and the frequency of love. Because mm-hmm. you'll raise that frequency and that vibration out. And what happens? The law of attraction this is what you will begin to attract. So I want to go deeper on two different things you just mentioned. So when I was talking to my friend Liat, we spoke about love and, and how like there's different, different, like seven different types of love in the Greek, right? Um, we have agape, which is unconditional love. We have, um, pragmatic love, which is long-standing, like something you would see in a marriage. Um, you have uh, what's it called? Um, philos, philas, love, which is said to be brotherly love, but it's actually intellectual love. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like you, like it does not nec- like you can have this type of love within a romantic, you know, relationship. So I feel like it's not like, you know, explaining it properly, essentially. Um, And then there's like uh, um, Eros, which is like this erotic love, you know? Um, I think I just mentioned like four. I can't remember like the other three or four, (laughs) but that's a lot right there. Um, We look at love in so many different ways. And then I'm going to bring in a little bit of aspects of like the Hebrew, Ahava. In the Hebrew, which, which is interesting, it means to give. To, to love literally means to give 
but also be able to receive. Like it's this, this, this energy that it's action oriented, which I find very interesting because you like, uh, we often look at this like bubbly, fluffy feeling type of thing Mm -hmm. in regards to love. And I like the Hebrew approach because of the fact that it shows the, the action of what's going on. Like if it, the equalness, like if you love someone and you want to like share that love with someone, that's something that's coming from you deep within your soul and you're giving it. And then they are able to allow to receive this and then vice versa. Like how powerful is that? Very powerful. You know, I uh, was taking a little course recently and one of the things that, uh, that they said a lot was giving and receiving is the same. Mm. It really is. It's the same. It's like, because, you know, in some aspects, like, for instance, we have like the probably one of the best um, examples in, in Judaism is what we call Sadaka. Mm-hmm. And um, many rabbis, or if not all, <laughs> will literally say, you know, it's really, it's really good to give Sadaka. Um, but it's also um, one of the best forms is to be able to receive because a lot of people, especially in like American culture, it's really hard to say, I accept this, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's such a, um, like, you know, like when people came to America, they, they wanted to build a life for themselves. And so we have this mentality that we always have to keep doing this and we can't accept favors or anything like that. And it's actually one of the deepest forms of love is to say, I need help and allow. Because when we do that, we give the opportunity for someone to, to give. And yeah. if we don't have that opportunity, the flow stops. Yes. The love yeah. is not shared. <laughs> Forgiveness is self-love. It's the deepest form of self-love. Yeah. Yeah. It's self-love. It's saying, I am enough. It's saying, you know, um, I, I, I am um, imparted ho'oponopono in my talk. And I will tell you, boy, did that hit home. I took people into a meditation. And you know, when we, we do Ho'oponopono, where it's a, it was created by Morna Simeona, a kahuna in Hawaii. And it's saying four phrases over and over and over again. You repeat them as often as you want throughout the day in this sequence. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I think. And this allows us to forgive the others and to forgive ourselves. We don't know why it works. I can simply tell you that in forgiving my older brother, forgiving my mother um, and others around me throughout my life, this practice is very powerful and it works. I love that. You know, um, there was a, 
when I was working at the Violet Butterfly um, in Tarpon Springs, uh, Palm Harbor, somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were going to be doing, or they, they did a class of, on Honoponopono. Or I don't know if I said it right. <laughs> um, but I remember them speaking about, um, like, every time that's done, you're like you're taking responsibility for every single mirror in your life mm. and how that cleanses and heals each mirror yeah and it's like that's so beautiful like we were all created in the likeness of hashem right in the likeness of the creator of the universe mm-hmm. and and so there's pureness in that Mm-hmm. And imagine if everyone took the initiative to say, okay, let's, let's wipe the windows today. Let's purify. How beautiful is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a cleansing process. You're absolutely right. And again, you know, you know, when I forgave my mother who was a narcissist for things, it set me free. It opened up all of the doors of possibilities in my life because I was going through my spiritual awakening at the same time my mother got admitted to the nursing home. And I was flying Arizona to Boston every three, four months to take care of her for over 10 years. So there was a whole, oh, yes, there was a whole healing process in this. And it really, uh, it was a gift to be able to spend that time with her and for me to see the beauty in her and her to see the beauty in me releasing any judgment. Wow. Wow. You know, that's a big word judgment. A big one. We judge ourselves. We beat ourselves up. You know, we have this self talk in our heads. I call it the shitty committee. And (laughs) why would you want the shitty committee renting space in your head? And this is why creating stillness, meditation, yoga, tai chi, whatever, however you create that stillness. Me now. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, you know, when you get into your head, it, it the idea of creating a stillness practice is to get you out there and into your heart, really yeah. into the heart and into the breath where you can be present and release those thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because like with the judgment, like you're saying, like can be like the shitty committee, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, because duality is part of the, the fabric of, of our universe, part of this reality. It's really interesting when we, like you said, you know, we can purify things and, and how the, the other side of judgment is actually like, wow, this is beauty, you know? I don't know if you ever looked at the tarot card, the judgment card. I have not. Oh my gosh. I don't have a deck in regards to that specific thing. Um, Because like, 
there's like a specific presentation like with the rider weight deck and and everything and um you'll see it in other interpretations as well um uh, but the ones i have here don't have that specific one um but it's so unique because you can have like this epic fear in regards to the judgment or you can have this epic like wow i'm ascending up and i'm allowing myself like to to be set free yes and and that's the thing is like there's always a flip side of the coin and that shit can turn into shift <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's it that's exactly right and, and the idea is you know of course the miracles that i studied the idea mm. is instead of judging yourself right or wrong or good or bad you're able to step back as the witness and the observer and say that's interesting yeah. And you allow yourself to get into a space of a neutral emotion so you can observe it rather than react from it. Who who hasn't been a knee-jerk reactor in their life at some point? And the idea is you're able to stand back and say, okay, this is really interesting. And you sit in it a little bit. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. And you may not respond to the person that might have been attacking you or making a judgment or such. And you sit back and maybe you won't respond. And silence is just as good. But the right. but the idea is when you do respond, if you do respond, you come from a place of compassion mm. rather than anger, bitterness, or resentment. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Those, that what you're speaking about is an energy that's closely related to Aquarius. Ah. Because Aquarius has this, this aspect of itself of, of innovation and right. technology and mm -hmm. the scientist brain. And the scientist is kind of like life is an experiment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it can't, it cannot be in the place of like, I want this to happen. Right. The point of the scientist is to observe and watch and see what's going on yes. and, and read the data to be mm -hmm. able to innovate. Yep. And so it's really interesting as we're going into this age of Aquarius, you know, like how important it is to have that mentality of being in a neutral state and being the observer. How mm -hmm. much would that shift and change our reality? Yeah. The fabric of our universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how much would that shift and change duality? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and be more so a spectrum of light. Hmm the essence of love you know we become that essence of love and that transforms not just us but it transforms everyone around us so we talk about the fact so here we go with energy speaks your podcast you knew before i did that my voice is not my superpower my energy is my superpower and that's what makes your podcast so powerful. It's energy speaks. So you, you're a seer, you're absolutely a seer. One of the women who presented talked about her transition from calling herself Vicky to Victoria because wow. she's no longer Vicky. 
She's Victoria. She's not that young, frightened uh, child anymore. She's Victoria. And so she asked everybody in the audience, I know you've known me for a while, but my name is Victoria. And you're changing your name from Kevin to Catriel. This is very significant. And again, again, no no coincidence that you are a seer. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, especially within Judaism, we see this shift and this change. Like, Avram became Avraham. Avraham. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jacob or Yaakov um, becomes Yisrael, mm-hmm. and and the whole point of of like coming here to Israel, we call that. Eliyah, which literally means to ascend. We all have our own ways of doing that. And um, it, it can be signified as a name change because your name is important. It gives, it, it's the energy, literally, that yes. you're embodying. Yes, it is. And yes, it um, is. for me, um, Katriel literally means... Um, crown of god it also has indications of peacemaker Mm -hmm. um and it's like connected to for those who in the tarot world apparently that's in the energy right now of whoever's gonna watch this (laughs) of the hierophants right um so i like you know i those who are listening um i i i i ask you to or challenge you to to go look up your name and what what are what energy are you like embodying yeah what what do you you know it doesn't mean you have to change your name right like you know if you don't like like no like find the truest truest essence of of your name like what why are you you yes lisa what does your name mean no i haven't looked it up you know, really? I know what my Hebrew name is, Leah, and I don't know what my, you know, my English name is, but I'd be curious what you thought about this. You know, energy, we know energy moves, right. Okay, right? And we know that we're all connected as one. And this comes to mind, the Shammai, because, uh, you know, Adonai Achai, we are one with God, right? Mm. And we are all one. And so now we look at the Hebrew and the energy of the Hebrew words and the mm. Shema and that oneness of us all as well. Oh, what? Did you find out the meaning of my name? <laughs> yes. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> For Lisa? Yeah. Oath from God. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Does that resonate? You know, um, I, yeah, I guess I have to really feel into that oath. I'm trying to think about what that means. My oath. I feel like that means like my service to God because that, and I am everything I do. I, I move in service because mm-hmm. that's what I ask. How may I serve every single day? Because this is really important to my heart. Yeah. Wow. No, like, I mean, from what I know about you, like, that is the essence of who you are. 
Yeah. Like, that's why you're saying, like, what is your soul's purpose? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your soul's purpose? And that was the big question. You know, what is your soul's purpose? And really, it's finding what you love. What are you passionate about? What lights you up? What puts fire under your feet? And yeah. do more of that. Do more of that. And and don't stay in something that isn't that isn't making you happy. If you're going to a job where you're miserable, you got to start questioning that. The times are different now. The energies are in our favor. Step into what you love and the abundance will come right behind you. You're taken care of in all ways. You've just got to believe it. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Many people will stay in the logical brain and, and be like, okay, before I move from one thing, I have to have something else in place. Yeah. Yeah. That's not always how it works. Most of the time, it's the exact opposite of that. that it is. Because, like, it's great to be logical. There's nothing wrong with being logical. Yep. But also following your heart and, and, and following your intuition and having some type of, you know, flow of things. Sometimes that leap of faith is because you've only done the logical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you've allowed for an imbalance. So now the tikkun is to step into faith, enter surrender mode, and follow yes. your heart, and follow your soul, and do it, no matter what what comes next. And I guarantee you, if it's the right path, and what I mean by that, if it's the path that lights you up and guides you forward, you will be taken care of. Absolutely. Absolutely. In every single way, but we don't trust, but you've got to be able to say, I am willing to give up the conditioning that society's telling me all of the shoulds. Are you shoulding all over yourself? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. The nine to five, the big salary, all of this. And when you can release that and tell the universe, I'm releasing all of this stuff. I'm going to trust and have faith in doing what lights me up and what my soul's purpose is. And I know you're going to take care of the rest. Exactly. And you know, okay, so there's a way to be smart about things, right? There is definitely. So how did I come into the world of, well, okay, I've always kind of been a little bit interesting in regards to like, okay, whatever happens, I'll do it. (laughs) But one thing that's really helped ground me is one, mentorship, Mm -hmm. two, working with Aura Soma, Mm -hmm. okay, or whatever that is, like Course in Miracles, Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever that is, going to a class with spiritual people, having spiritual friends, having someone who's there for you, you need a support system. That's so freaking important. It to is. be able to make the shifts and changes that you need in your life, it's so important. We're not saying just like, you know, frig, forget everything else and just walk like the fool off the cliff. That's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is, is knowing where your support team is. Because mm-hmm. life is not always roses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you have things around you reminding you, 
how things can be like mm. roses. <laughs> it helps. It helps with walking that path because it doesn't mean you have to have every right thing happen or every positive thing happen or whatever. Again, like neutral state of mind, seeing how things go, right? Yes. And, and being the observer is, is part of the toolbox. But mm -hmm. if you have those things in place, it can help you to walk that path smoother. It can. And so like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not all hippy dippy. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, it isn't. There is. It's like, if I'm not your teacher, find your teacher. And you'll have many teachers. You'll have many modalities of, you know, be it drumming or, you know, sound bowls or whatever, other different things. Invite those things in. Try those things. Try different teachers. You'll find your persons to help you grow. Yes. And know that it's uncomfortable. Growth is not comfortable. You are unpeeling layers that have been there for years. You're unpeeling the conditioning and it is painful, uncomfortable. You're going to feel depressed and anxious and sad and lonely and more. But you've got to process those emotions in order to step in to who you really are, to step into your truth and to discover and live your soul's purpose. Absolutely. You have to pull the hermit sometimes too. You, you do. Know? Oh, you do. And a lot of this you do. I've had a lot of time by myself. I say with myself because I needed that silence to energetically shift inside so that I could step into my new identity. And as a result, some friends aren't my friends anymore because they no longer vibrated with my energy. And it's not judgment. It's just saying I had to move on and shift because my yeah. vibration changed. Absolutely. You know, one thing I'm acknowledging in this moment as we're speaking, you know, I, I, um, I've gone to certain meetings that have to do with like, you know, Alcohol Anonymous and, and Al-Anon and things like that. And I've seen the structure of the program and it's actually kind of genius. And ironically, it does. I, I when I sat in an Al-Anon meeting, um, I noticed that the specific things um, like there's 12 steps that are related to the Zodiac energies. <laughs> I laughed so hard, but not the point here. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you know, what's very interesting for some reason, uh, I, I, I don't have, never had a drinking problem, nor do I drink now. I attract a lot of people in recovery. So that's been a very interesting journey for me to be able to, you know, facilitate healing and, and mentoring um, with folks because they're very spiritual. I mean, the 12 steps, they, that's part of their journey. Uh, so it's really quite beautiful. So really no coincidence there as well. Yeah, it's so it's it's interesting to me because it, it does bring an, and it's not exclusive to a religion. That's beautiful, too. You know, you can go all over the world and seek out a meeting and, and someone's always there to support you. So yes. like what I'm seeing in our spiritual community um, is like people stepping up and saying, Hey, you know, I got you, you know, I, it's like a, it's a, it's like a, 
sometimes it's kind of like a uh, sponsorship program that we don't call a sponsorship program. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. But you just start to identify who that is. Yeah. Well, you begin to learn, you become more discerning on your journey on who you can lean into. Yeah. And who share with. I have two or three very close friends that know me. They know my yeah. journey. They know the ugly stuff that's, that's come up that I don't necessarily, you know, share on social media, but they know, they know some of the stuff that I've run into and that I've absolutely overcome because I said, well, I'm not going to let this be an obstacle. I'm just going to keep plugging through. And you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Oh man. Wow. Like, so it's funny, something, an, a, another word, like same words coming up and I, I don't know why I just go with it. Right. Yes. Um, I feel like there's some reason we need to go deeper into forgiveness. Oh yeah. Yep. So today in class, Musar class, Musar is like, like I said, is kind of working with different types of, um, you know, prompts, essentially, um, uh, self, you know, love, forgiveness, these different things. And it's helping us work through, um, like the ledger of our soul, like Mm -hmm. literally taking account for, you know, the different hard things in our life and working them out. And forgiveness was a huge piece of that today, you know, and, and like, so I guess um, what I'm being guided here is, is like, in regards to forgiveness, what do you think is the best way to identify what you need to forgive? I think that, you know, I know I take people into energy healing guided journeys and we invite three to five people in that they need to forgive and they're always surprised. And so through meditation and whatnot, and through finding a teacher that can help you cut cords like I do, and it takes time because when I was doing the work, I'd invite the three to five people in and my mom would keep showing up and others. And I just kept having Michael come in and cut the cords and this and that. And eventually they didn't show up. So there's different ways to do it that way. Now with my older brother, um, you know, um, I had to do it differently. You know, I had to, my mom, I did it in person. My older brother, I did it through meditation because I couldn't do it in person. And, and the idea is just part of forgiving him was accepting him for who he is mm-hmm. and just knowing that his journey of mistreating me uh, and, and such was just, you know, his journey. And that in accepting him, he actually has come to me. He's been very supportive of my practice. He really has. So it's come back, you see? Yeah. Right? But that forgiveness work really opened up everything in my life. Because what it does, if you can imagine yourself being wrapped in chains and shackles, Mm. when you don't forgive yourself or others, you're holding yourself back in every way. Now, I want to make sure the audience knows that I have compassion for the fact that there might have been some severe abuse in your life. And I get that. And that's very hard to forgive. I get it. But what I looked at in the mistreatment that I had from my older brother and the narcissism with my mom 
was that they made me stronger. They made me the woman I am today. Mm. And in have gratitude, great gratitude for them showing up. And I chose my parents, great gratitude for my brother doing what he did. It made me the woman I am today. And I wouldn't be the teacher, the energy healer and the speaker that I am today had any of that not happened because it's such a big part of what <laughs> sharing with my audiences. And I never thought being so transparent about sharing my journey would move on. I mean, when I said to these seven, over 70 women at this retreat, my God, God lover, my mother was a narcissist. You mm. literally heard everybody go <gasps> in the audience because you, I knew in that moment, every single one of them could relate to this. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I have a question. So is there anything else you would like to share with the audience or um, a topic or anything? I think that, you know, the idea is this in, in finding your soul's purpose, discovering it. You do have to discover it. it, it I had to discover. I never dreamed in my wildest dreams that I would be an energy healer, a psychic, a medium, uh, a, an inspirational speaker. But because I did the inside work, I forgave myself, I forgave others, and I built my spiritual toolkit to continue unpeel all the layers that didn't serve me anymore. I stepped into who I really am, mm. but I never imagined doing what I am doing today. So open up all the doors of possibilities for yourself. Don't stay, don't put yourself in a box. Mm. Allow the universe to bring you what you really deserve and what your soul's purpose is. And you gave yourself permission. I did. I did. Would you like to lead us out in, in a meditation? I can, if you like. That's what's coming through. So I just listen. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, let's close our eyes and take a nice, deep, cleansing breath and gently let it out. And take another deep, cleansing breath through your nose and release it all the way out, allowing yourself to settle for a moment in your body, relaxing. And feeling your body sink more comfortably where you're sitting. And one more deep cleansing breath. Take it in and let it go. And follow your breath. The in and out of your breath. And the rising and the falling of your belly. Allowing yourself to focus on the natural rhythm of your breath. And if you get distracted with some thoughts, that's okay. Just acknowledge those thoughts and just return your focus to the breath. In and out, up and down, in and out, up and down. Feel your body getting more deeply relaxed with your shoulders dropping gently. And place your left hand, your receiving hand on your heart. And get into a place of gratitude. 
What are you grateful for? And I want you to connect deeply in your heart, in this place of gratitude. Because gratitude expands everything in your life. Gratitude brings you more of what you deserve. And feel this energy and vibration of gratitude in your heart and flowing throughout your body. And in this gratitude, I want you to say gently to yourself in forgiveness of yourself, in loving yourself and forgiveness of others, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. And in this space of forgiveness and for yourself and others, you release anything and anyone that you need to forgive, including yourself. And coming into this vibration of deep love for yourself and feeling this love vibrate from your head all the way down to your toes surrounding you in this beautiful bubble of love. And in this space of love, you become this essence of love and radiate this inside of you and out to the planet. Knowing now you will attract everything that you deserve and more. Come back to the breath the in and out of the breath, the rising and the falling of the belly, coming back into your body, wiggling your toes and fingers, maybe nodding your head, noticing how you feel as you gently, when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank I you. Really, I really appreciate you and, and just being here and, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate you and love you so much. And I have so much gratitude for our friendship. And I don't care if there's hundreds of thousands of miles separating us, you and I will always be connected. Oh, man, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, I, we're you closer because of technology now. And I'm grateful for that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I want to thank you and I want to thank our audience for listening and being, um, you know, just being amazing. <laughs> uh, I love you all, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Gatriel. Shalom.